0: Last week we learned that the Rambam thinks there's a mitzvah to become engaged and the bracha that you make before the Kiddushan is actually a virchas hamitzvah. mitzvah The question of the source of the Rambam and Chumash seems to me rather problematic. The Torah says, Ki yikach ish isha. Now normally we would translate Ki as when. If a man takes a wife, under the circumstance that he takes a wife, so then the following laws would result. Uh, apparently, the Rambam thought that here, in this particular case, ki'ikach ish isha, is indeed a mitzvah. The only other possibility would seem to be that purvu is stated in a positive fashion, and the Ramam thinks, unlike the Rush, that Kidushin is necessary in order to do vu, and he would count that as a mitzvah, even though it seems only necessary for Puerhavu. Bechom the Rambam's source of ki, kach ish isha seems to, seems to be the most likely possibility that the Ramam thinks there's a mitzvah, the Kadesh isha. And it seems from the Pasuk, the simple pshat of the Pasuk would be a man takes the wife. The mitzvah would be incumbent upon the man rather than the woman the woman would seem not to be involved at all, or not required to fulfill the mitzvah of, of kedushin. Would a woman be chayev to fulfill this mitzvah? Well, according to the rush, since we know clearly that the mitzvah is pru or avu, we said last week that the, the mitzvah of kedushin doesn't apply at all to men or to women, the mitzvah is only the thoughts of the birth and since we'll see later in shiurim, but it's a mishnah Yavamas, that a, mish, a woman is exempt from the mitzvah puravu. Therefore, according to the for sure she's involved apart from the mitzvah kedushin. According to the Rambam, I just say, stay, said it. I just said that since he learns from the pastaki kach ish, then it would seem that the mitzvah is upon the man and not upon the woman. This has a technical aspect to it when we make the bracha under the chuppah. For whom do we actually make the bracha? The Messiah Kedushin is Motzi, someone with the bracha. Who is actually being Yotze with that bracha? According to the Rush, the bracha is the Bichas on the Irua, on the event. It would seem from the Rush that the Tzibur, the people that are assembled, are Chayiv in this bracha, the same way any other Bichas any other bracha, on a special phenomena, the people involved in that phenomena are chayiv in the bracha. So it would seem from the rush that the community is chayiv in the bracha. Whereas according to the Rambam, the question is, the mitzvah is the, the bracha is a ha mitzvah, so the mitzvah is mechayiv the bracha. So therefore it would seem the bracha is to be motzi the chasan. And the question is, would you be, need to be motzi the kala? The kala is not chayiv in the bracha. She's not, if she's not chayv in the mitzvah. And if we were to say that according to the Rambam, the mitzvah is only man and not the woman, then even according to the Rambam, you're not being matzi a woman with a bracha. This is the background of the tshuva of the rush that we quoted last week. The rush of the Nodabihuda that we quoted last week. The Nodabihuda raised the issue in Madura Tinyana of Eben Rezer, the first tshuva. The Nodabihuda raised the issue about making a bichas the bracha of, of Everson, in a case where the chatan is a cheresh, the chatan cannot hear, and he discussed the problem of being motzi someone who di- who can't hear the bracha. Be'etzem, according to what we're saying now, could you be say, well, the bracha works for the for the woman, even though he couldn't hear the bracha, but she could hear the bracha. Perhaps you're he motzi her as well, if we would just assume. That he is not being Motzi the Khatam cause a and we would assume that the Kala is not being Yatse, there is no Chiyav in the Kala, then it might be a problem of a brachal Batala, which is the issue raised by the Note of Yehuda. Rav Tzvi Shechter, in his Sefer, Vikveyat Song, came up with a very interesting point. He said, if you make a Bar pri agafen and the Khatan and Kala relate to that and answer Rami. Then you make a bracha on the ericin. The chatan and kala both answer amin. Of course the chatan should answer ame because he must relate to this bracha. Even according to the rush, that it's a bracha for the tzibu it would seem the chasan is also involved. According to the Rambam, the, the chiyu of the bracha is incumbent mainly upon him. But they both have the custom, they say Amen at the end of the bracha. Rav Shechter pointed out that the woman saying Amen if she's not chayv in the bracha, what actually might, may be a, a problem of hefzik between between making the bar gefen, for which she answers amin, and then the bracha of b'chasevesin, which does not relate to her at all. She's not chayv. So Rav Shechter pointed this out and has a discussion of this in his sefer The Another issue that he pointed out there is really uh, very, very... Uh, uh, in Hebrew they say pikanti. It's very strange, or a little bit out of the ordinary. He said, who really should make the bracha? If the, if we would learn like the Rambam, that the bracha is on the Chatan, it's a birch mitzvah, then I understand that the Chatan should make the bracha. And last week we discussed this whole issue, how could really the Rav Mesad Dekidushin make the bracha for him when he's Chayef? But anyway, the Chatan is Chayef in the bracha. If the Kala is also Chayef, that would depend if a woman is chayiv in Kiddushim or not. However, according to the rush, it would seem that the chi bracha is in the community. Everybody in the community should be Yotzei. So, because they're chayiv in the Birch on this special irua on this special event. It comes out that, according to the Rambam, the Tzibur need not listen to the bracha, Birchas eris, specifically. Of course... It's decorum and proper for them to be quiet and listen to the bracha. But the Rav, the Kedushin, is not mostly them with anything. They're not chayiv in this bracha. So what he says really doesn't relate to them at all. However, according to the rush, if it's a Bichas HaIrosin, then perhaps the Sibor is chayiv. They have to be Yodzeh. The, the, the Rav, the their Kedushin, actually is mostly the Tzibur. So Rav Schechter pointed out that seemingly the choice of the Masada Kadushin would depend upon this question. In general, how do we determine who is the Masada Kedushin? So obviously this is a family decision made by the people involved at the Chassana. And the Chatan tries to generally pick his Rav, the Rav of the community, the Rav of his Yeshiva and uh, sometimes the family of the Kala would prefer a different Masad and sometimes in fact it's a big bone of contention who's Masad but the general uh, assumption always is that the Chathar and the Kala will cho- choose the Masad somehow to work it out between them. The uh, issue can sometimes lead to great Mechlokas, and, and certain poskim have actually written Decisions about who should pick the mesader kedushin. If we say the chatan is the one who's mechuyav and not the kala, then seemingly he would have the right to choose the chatan to choose the mesader kedushin. When I got married, my father uh, Zichonalev Racha used to say that the chatan picks the mesader kedushin. The kala might have a rab who's related, friendly with them, and if the chatan agrees, bakasha, certainly he can do it. But if there would be any discussion, my father, as being the father of the groom, the Khatan, felt that the, the it's the Khatan's decision. When my sister got married, so my father, uh, was, had to reluctantly agree that the rab of the Khatan is Masada Kiddushin. In this case, it was Rav Rudamin, the Rashishiv of Ner Israel, who was is Masada Kiddushin. However, Rav Shechter pointed out that if the Rush is correct. According to the Rush, the Bracha is actually a Bechas on the Iruah and on the special event. And in fact, it's considered part of the Tzibor's responsibility to make that Bracha. So he said that really the choice of the Mesadne should be done by a vote. It should belong to the, to the community. I don't know how seriously we have to take this idea. But it is an interesting concept. Who has to be yotzei with the bracha of the of the kiddushin? According to the Rambam, that's a birchas For sure, we need the Khatan to be yotzei, and perhaps the kala, but certainly not the Tsibor. According to the Rash, it would seem possible that everybody involved in there would be chayiv in the bracha. Of course, this whole this issue discusses another question. Is the woman really not part of the mitzvah of Kiddushi? Is the mitzvah only to be done by him? We will discuss another time the mitzvah of Is the mitzvah that's incumbent upon the man and not according and not on the woman, according to the Mishnah, and that's the way we pass it, that women are not having Puravu. Now, obviously, we need a woman's consent, and she must agree to be married and have children in order to fulfill this mitzvah. Nevertheless, there are other mitzvahs in the Torah that require somebody to be involved in. The mitzvah is basically incumbent upon one side of the issue. But nevertheless, the other person is necessary in order to fulfill the mitzvah. In this case, of course, it takes two to tango. To be married, you need a husband and a wife. So the chiv could be on a husband, but the wife certainly has to agree. But is that all... Is that the, her only role in Kiddushin? That she agrees, but she is not part of the mitzvah? It seems from a Gemara in Kiddushin that she certainly is involved in the mitzvah. Perhaps even more than involved. The famous Mishnah in Kiddushin says, the beginning of the second parak: Ha'ish mekadeish bol A man can become betrothed, can do halachic Kiddushin, either by himself or, or you can send an agent. The Mishnah goes on to say, The same is true for the woman. Ha'isha is as A woman can become engaged by herself, or she could send a shaliach. The first part of the Gemara is rather well known. The Gemara asks, Bo Mekadesh If a person can send an agent to perform the Kiddushin, It need not be told to me that he can do it himself. Obviously, if he couldn't do it through an agent, if he couldn't do it himself, he couldn't send an agent. A person can only send a shaliach for something he's capable of doing himself. So the question of the Gemara is, why does it say mitzvah bow? Why does it say a mitzvah that he should, that he can do it and the shaliach? And the Gemara's famous answer is that the Mishnah wanted to relate a side halacha. It is halachically true that a person Can uh, do the kedushin by sending a shaliach. However, it is preferable that he should do it himself. If you would ask anyone today, why is it preferable for a person to do this mitzvah rather than send a shaliach? The prevalent answer would probably be: it's very it's very non-romantic. If the chassan would not show up, can you imagine that the kallah comes to the wedding and the chassan sends a shaliach? He says, "I'm too busy. I want to watch a baseball game. I, I want to watch the World Series." I want to do something else. I don't have time to go to the wedding, but I want the wedding to go through, so I'll send a shaliach. That would seem inconceivable. But of course, that's not the rationale of the Gemara. The Gemara says, mitzvah bo yosem e In general, the Gemara seems to say that it is better for a person to be involved in doing a mitzvah himself rather than sending a shaliach. And the Gemara, of course, gives the famous example of people, great tamani chachamin, who assumedly interrupted their own learning, their own busy, busy schedules on Friday, and prepared something in the Kavit Shabbos. Because in general, the phrase, mitzvah, ba yosem, it's more important for a person to do something than to send a shaliach. However, the Gemara continues. The same phrase occurs in the second part of the Mishnah. Ha'isha, miskadeshes, A woman can become betrothed, can become mikudeshas either by herself or by sending a shaliach. Again, the Gemara asks the question. It's obvious that a woman can be in the by herself if she can do it with a Shaliach. Why need you say that she can send a, that she does it herself? And the Gemara uses the same phrase. Mitzvah ba Yasameh B'Shlucha. It's a greater mitzvah for her to be involved than to send a Shaliach. Again, for romantic reasons, we would understand it obviously, but in halachic terminology, what would be the reason we would say mitzvah if she's not chayv at all in the midst of kiddushin? If the mitzvah of kiddushin is only on the man and not on the woman, then why say it at all? The answer might be best phrased by asking another question almost in the opposite direction. We use this gemara to explain there's a mitzvah for the man to be involved in kiddushin as a mitzvah more than sending a shalech like we would find by other mitzvah. According to the Rambam, that's well understood. But according to the Rush, there's no mitzvah at all in getting married. So why would you say, mitzvah baru yazem rishluchah. it's not a mitzvah? The answer would seem to be that even though the Rush thinks there is no mitzvah in getting married, but it is a Haksha mitzvah, it's a way of preparing yourself to fulfill the mitzvah pu'ravu. Yes, it's true that the Rush said that you can fulfill pu'ravu in another fashion as well. But certainly the Rush would think the best possible way of doing it is by getting married. So the Heksha mitzvah is also something that a person should do by himself. The same idea would be used to explain why the woman, we would say mitzvah some even if she's not b'chayev in the mitzvah. Because... It is true that she's not Chayiv in the mitzvah, but according to the Rambam, would she be fulfilling the mitzvah? Would there be a Kiyom mitzvah involved for a woman to do it? So then the Gemara would say, we would read the Gemara this way, that even if there's a Kiyom mitzvah we would say, Mitzvah Yisem Mishlucho. You might not necessarily have to have a Kiyom mitzvah You might not, be, might not be obligated to do a particular mitzvah. But even if you do do the mitzvah, then you would say, Mitzvah Yisem Mishlucho. So a woman might not be obligated in the mitzvah of kedushin. According to the Rush, no one's obligated in the mitzvah of kedushin. Nevertheless, we would say, mitzvah because you're involved in something which is considered a mitzvah. And the woman is involved as well. The Rishon who says this almost clearly is the Rush. I'd like to quote a different Rishon, he, who almost asks the question clearly. He says, "Alfa gav the itter the period of the Rivia, even though a woman is not mechive in puravu." Now he assumes somehow the mitzvah of is contingent upon the of the obligation of puravu. So he answers, "One midrabanon miyam That's a very interesting a- answer, which is different than what I said. Midrabanon miyam chayva, means that a woman is chayv midrabanon in the midst of kiddushin, in the midst of Pur-ur-Vu. The issue of purvu we will discuss again in a, in a later share. But to say that women are Mokhiv and kiddushin Mid-Rabbanan, would be a novel idea. In general, when the Torah said women are exempt from a mitzvah. For whatever reason, the Torah said women are exempt. Do we find that Rabbanan said they're Yachayev? For example, the mitzvah of Shalfar. The mitzvah of Lulav. Both mitzvahs are classic examples of a mitzvah sasei shazman grama. Mitzvahs that are contingent upon time. Women are exempt from those mitzvahs. Yes, there are achronim that raise the issue whether today women are chayv and shofar because of the concept of kiblu alayu. Somehow they accept it upon themselves. But no one thinks the rabbanan obligated them in in the mitzvah if whatever reason the Torah said that women are exempt from this mitzvah the same reason would apply mid-Rabbanan. And it would be very strange to assume that Rabbanan were Machayiv women in a mitzvah from which they're part of mid The only example that seems to me fairly clear that such a possibility is, is there is in the mitzvah of benching. The Mishnah in Brachas, Tafchafa Men says that women are Chayiv and benching. That's a Mishnah. But the Gemara raises the issue whether women are Chayiv mid or mid the reason that women might not be daraysa daraisa is not because it's a mitzvah seishah zman grama. Benching is not contingent upon time. Benching, benching is contingent upon the, whenever you ate. Eating is mechayiv birchas hamazon. Not time is mechayiv birchas hamazon. Yes, it's true that once you eat, you have a certain time limit within which a person should make birchas hamazon. Nevertheless, that's not considered zman grama. Zman grama means time created the chiv, Zman gorein. Lachiyuv. But benching is not. Nevertheless, the Gemara says that women are chayiv at least mid-rabbanan. Zotomeret, in other words, the, the Gemara assumes that even if women would be pater for whatever reason, for benching, they would be chayiv So we have found the case where women may be chayiv pater mid but chayiv However, that's not a mitzvah as my grandma. I question whether there's any mitzvahs as zman grama that women are pater and men are and have the The case of Kidushin is also not zman grama, but it's for a different reason. The reason that's given why women are exempt from purvu is because purvu is a mitzvah of kibush, of dominion, of establishing dominion over the world and if you remember the word in English is conquer so the Gemara says a so woman is not of the nature of going out to conquer and therefore women are part of from or vu. the reason women are part of from Kiddushin if we're indeed correct that women are part of from Kiddushin, is because simply there's no source in the Torah to say that women are chaiv by Puerhavu you could argue and say there is a source to the Machayev women because the Torah did speak in the, in the, in the plural. The words pru or vu relate to two people. Pru or vu. Not pray or ve, but Purvu. or vu. So therefore there would be a discussion if women are chayef, but nevertheless, Kipshua might teach me that women are not chayef. However, in the mitzvah Kedushin, I don't know of the source of this mitzvah at all. If the mitzvah is based upon pu or vu, then women are pater. If the mitzvah is based upon ki kach ish isha, the Torah certainly is referring to a man taking a woman. And therefore, it doesn't seem at all likely that a woman is chayiv in the midst of a kiddushim. So, to say that women are chayiv to Rabbanon in a mitzvah from which the Torah did not make them obligated would seem to me a, a big stretch, a big chiddush. Nevertheless, this is the opinion that we found in one of the Rishonim. In a Rishon called Chad Medi Kamloi Rishon, an anonymous Rishon. And kiddushin says this. The other explanation of the, the, the Gema'an Kedushim that says, Mitzvah Boisim B'Shuluchah, is found also in that Rishon, who says, Inami, the Sachar, Kimi She'einah Mitzvah Since it is a mitzvah, she is involved in the mitzvah as a person who does not, is not requiring to fulfill the mitzvah, but nevertheless does. We Paskin, Ashkenazi Jews, that a person who is not Mitzvah V'Oseh, a woman who is not commanded but does the mitzvah, fulfills the mitzvah completely, in fact can make the bracha, the ha mitzvah. That's the famous machlokas between the tosas and the rambam. Tosas thinks that women who are exempt from mitzvah can not perform the mitzvah and do the bracha. The rambam says they cannot, they can do the mitzvah but they cannot make a bracha. Until, until today, Ashkenazim generally passing like tosas that women can make a bracha, and despite them, generally paskin, that women cannot make a bracha. Now, if we go back to our topic, a woman is not mitzuvah ve'oseh, she is not commanded, nevertheless, not only does she fulfill the mitzvah, she can make a bracha. This, of course, would be an explanation why you would say mitzvah b'yitzvah b'shlucha. It's a mitzvah for the woman to be involved in this mitzvah, rather than sending a shalech, because even though She is not obligated, but she fulfills a mitzvah. Any mitzvah which a person fulfills, even if he's not obligated, would be better, preferable, to do it by yourself. Of course, this leads to a long question and discussion, which is not within our time frame now, as to which mitzvahs would this apply to? The Marachar Zarua, in a famous tshuva, raised the issue of mitzvah, would apply to all mitzvahs? Why wouldn't it apply to shchita, for example? Since shechita is a mitzvah, why wouldn't we say that a person should do all the shechita himself? Why would a person? Why would we say that a person can have shechita But as we do it? We all buy animals or chickens that are already shechted. Would we have to go so far as, for example, bake our own bread, our own challah for Shabbos, to buy all our food that we should make it ourselves? In such a case, would we also Would we also say that because of the mitzvah of Kavit Shabbos? you would say mitzvah is This topic, of course, requires analysis. Nevertheless, for our point, we've seen that for the mitzvah of Kedushin, even if a woman is not b'chuyah in the mitzvah, but still, since she's in the ima mitzvah b'shluchah, we would say mitzvah b'ayos ha'me b'shluchah. So we have seen that midoraisa, according to the Rambam, the dechiyah of Kedushin applies to men, but, I would assume, not to women. Nevertheless, they're involved in the mitzvah. According to the Rosh, there's no mitzvah at all of Kedushin, but Kedushin, but somehow you're considered in partaking of the mitzvah, and therefore the Mishnah would say, mitzvah, Mishnah would say, and the Gemara would explain that, mitzvah bar All that I've spoken about today, is in a daraisa level. A daraisa, a person should get married, according to the Rambam, according to the Rosh, a person should have children. What about on a Doravanah level? What happens... Mid-rabana. the Rambam in Ishus, says. Mm-hmm. This part of the Rambam is referring to the mitzvah Puravu, which I again said we're going to learn in a later year. But now the Ramam in the second part of the halacha says the al is very important for us. yeshev adam isha, The chachamin commanded that a person should not live without a wife. Why? In order to protect him from machshavot raot, from evil thoughts, from evil inclination. But the Ramon continues, isha, isha, ish, a woman should also not live without a man in order not to be suspected. Now, the Ramam said in the first part, mitzvat chachamim. It's a mitzvah of chachamim. A man should not live without a wife. Then he said another phrase, And a woman should not live without a person, without a man, so that she should not be suspected. Now, would the mitzvat chachamim apply to both of these? The words in the Rambam, again, a man should not sit without a wife in order not to suspect, not for him to come up with evil thoughts. And then it continues, a woman should not live without a man because of, she'd be a, a source of suspect. People might think evil things about her. Is that also a mitzvah? Actually, one could read the Rambam both ways, in my opinion. However, the Rambam said, in another place, the halacha, which simply clarifies this issue for us. In Parakhav Aleph, of Hilchas Isu'ebiya, the Rambam says, a, that a person, and sorry, halacha Chavav, Parakhav Aleph, halacha Chavaf of Hilchas Isu'ebiya, the Rambam says, A man is not allowed to live without a wife. Now we know already, in Jesus, the Rambam said it's a mitzvah to be married, even if we forget about the Darai Salah, the chachamim commanded a person should always be married. And therefore, when he said, is ha'ish certainly understood. It's not proper. It's not fitting. A person is not allowed to live without a wife. The Rambam also says, It is improper to marry a woman who cannot have children. But then the Rambam continues, A woman has the right never to be married, or to marry someone who is not capable of having children. Since the Rambam said that a woman is allowed to live without a husband, isha, woman is granted permission to live without a husband, it would follow that what he said in Hilchas Ishas that a woman should be married, is not a mitzvah schachamim, is not a real chiyuv, It's not a real obligation, but it's a, an advice, a good idea. The mitzvah on the man is certainly to be married. Whether it's a biblical law or the it is proper and correct and a mitzvah schachamim at least, for a person to be married because Shawali dehiro. But for a woman, the Rambam and Hilchazha said it's good advice. He did nevertheless did not make it incumbent upon her. He said in Hilchaziz, a woman is allowed to stay in a in a state of being of not being married her, her entire life. So we've seen that there's a biblical question whether there's a Khivat of kedushin. is between the Rambam and the Rosh. However, mid-Rabbanon, on the Rabbanon level, for sure the Rambam would think you should always be, a man should always be married. A woman might not be obligated in the Mitzvah of Kedushin. Nevertheless, she does fulfill the Mitzvah of Kedushin if she is married, but she need not be married according to the Rambam. On the other hand, it is considered good advice. The Rambam in Hilchas Ishus says it is correct, it is proper for a woman to be married in order of of Day Hashad, in order for people not to suspect her, but it's not absolutely required. The distinction between that we made in the Rambam is based on various texts in the Tosefta. In Yevamos, Perek the Tosefta, as we have it, reads, Ha'ish leshev isha, v'isha leshev A man is not allowed is not allowed to, to live without a wife, and a woman is not allowed to live without a husband. However, in the uh, Tosefta Kipshuta, they pointed out various textual changes in the text of this Tosefta, and some of the Toseftas contrast, and say a man is not allowed to live without a wife, but a wife is allowed to live without a husband. As we said, according to those texts, and the Ramam seemed to pask in that way. It's only an ezatova. It's very good advice for a woman to be married, but halachically, she not need, not be married at all. Oiva hoila, if women would not agree to be married, because obviously the mitzvah Kedushin and the mitzvah of Puravu cannot be accomplished by men without the consent of women.